All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. What's up, everybody? Welcome into a Monday, November 21st edition of Daily Faceoff Live. We're streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, as well as, of course, dailyfaceoff.com. He's Mike McKenna, former NHL netminder, current Daily Faceoff analyst. Mike, how was your weekend? Did you watch the Grey Cup? No, I didn't. Uh, I think that's Canadian. Is that Canadian football? That couldn't be any more off my radar. Um, what I did do was not end up bleeding. I put up Christmas lights and I'm not bleeding. And, and that's a great win. So I hope you had a fantastic weekend, Frank, because it was good for me. <laughs> I actually have a really funny story related to Christmas lights this weekend. Uh, I kind of like a couple weeks ago mentioned like, oh man, I really don't feel like doing it this year. Anyway, I was watching a show on the couch. I must have dozed off or whatever. My wife didn't say anything, went outside and put up all of the Christmas lights. And then was like, I woke up later and she's like, hey, yeah, I did the Christmas lights. I'm like, what? She was up there on the ladder stringing the whole thing. And I was like, this is amazing. Thank you. So uh, a very nice surprise to wake up to on a Saturday afternoon. That's incredible. I I can't say that would ever happen in my house. Good for you. Well, let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and let's drop the puck with some hockey talk, including Evgeny Malkin hitting his 1,000th NHL game, all with the Pittsburgh Penguins on Sunday evening. And it was kind of fitting, Mike, on a night that Marion Hossa was, had his jersey number 81 retired to the rafters at United Center. All the focus is on Marion Hossa. Yet Evgeny Malkin, that's just kind of been the story of his career. He's played second fiddle to Sidney Crosby, second Russian to Alex Ovechkin. 
And yet he finds a way to steal the show, scoring a, a goal in his 1,000th game. And man, what a, what a number, what a career, what numbers he's put up. You see the points there, 1,166 in 1,000 even games. That's 17th most among players all time through their first 1,000 games. So he's certainly been quite productive and some really cool and emotional scenes. You see this one here from his son reading out the starting lineup in the Pittsburgh Penguins locker room, a surprise by the Pittsburgh Penguins who flew him into Chicago just for this occurrence. Mike is to see the emotion here from Evgeny Malkin. He gives his son a hug. The kid's crying. Nikita, he's crying. Um, pretty amazing stuff. It's awesome, man. Like I think back to my favorite memories when I was playing and you know, looking up after games to say hi to my girls afterwards. I'd always wave to them, Frank, and it just kind of reminds me of that special you know, connection you get. This is really cool what we get to do as pro athletes, and it was great on the Penguins to bring in Evgeny's son to read that lineup card. Yeah, and also really cool to see the Pittsburgh Penguins mimicking his stretch. You see them just, you know, 20, 20 <laughs> windmills on the ice there. Love to see it, uh, the scissor stretch. And, you know, they did this with uh, Sidney Crosby and his unique pregame routine, but all of them uh, doing it on United Center ice. Pretty awesome night for Evgeny Malkin, a guy that, as Matt Larkin wrote on dailyfaceoff.com today, Mike, is probably one of the more underrated players ever to play, not in the NHL's top 100 for their 100th anniversary, yet he's a guy that just continues to produce no matter how many games he's missed. For sure. I just love how synchronized this stretch is. And I'm, the problem is I'm never going to forgive Evgeny Malkin for ruining my first NHL start, Frank. He took over in the third period, scored late, then scored in overtime, and my Tampa Bay Lightning team lost 4-3. to three. So um, congrats on a great 1,000 games, Evgeny, but I'm still mad at you. You never forget your first. Let's talk about the Hart Trophy and Connor McDavid. Ridiculous Saturday night OT winner for the Edmonton Oilers. Captain, as they knock off the Pacific Division leading Vegas Golden Knights, it was one of those goals that you certainly remember watching and will remember as the season moves along. McDavid absolutely winding through and past everyone to then lift the puck over Logan Thompson. But I wanted to ask you this. It's pretty clear, Mike, that at this point, Connor McDavid is running away with the Hart Trophy. Just look at the scoring leaders, look at his impact, look at the fact that he's got 16 goals in 18 games and has found a way to score at a pace that he's never scored at before. My biggest question is, as we are closing in on the quarter mark of the season, who would be number two on a Hart Trophy ballot today? I'm going to go with Nikita Kucherov, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And he's only six points back from McDavid, which, I mean, that's still, that seems like a lot right now. Uh, but you look at the consistency that Kucherov has had, there's only been three games this year that he hasn't registered a point, Frank. He's had nine multi-point games and he's been healthy. You know, we almost forget over the last couple of years with all the injury problems that Kucherov's had that he just wasn't there physically to be able to perform unless it was the playoffs, it seemed like. So um, he's at 28 points, 13 of them have been on the power play, so he's been really diverse. And Tampa's been so good in the last 10, 12 games, Frank, that they're trending upward. 
I don't see Tampa losing uh, the stride that they're on right now. I mean, really for Cooch, the only thing is he doesn't kill penalties, but that's never been a negative for Hart Trophy voting, it seems like. So he'd be my pick. Um, the other one's Eric Carlson, but he's not on a playoff team. So uh, maybe you got somebody else that you're looking at. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the guy that just falls off this list in terms of points, and it's Jason Robertson with the Dallas Stars. You know, I had lots of question marks heading into this season about you know, missing a bulk, the bulk of training camp and the year that he had last year, would he be able to replicate that? He's not only replicating it, he's taking it to the next level. He's got 12 goals so far in 18 games. That means he's on pace for 55, someone that scored 41 last year and has just, I think, really changed my perception of this Dallas team. Rupe Hints is a monster to play against. They're a really good team and efficient getting out of their own end. And I think he's highlighting, you know, sort of pulling this team towards the top of the standings in the Central Division. And someone that, I, you know, watching his year and watching him continue to grow, I, I think I got this Stars team wrong. I thought that they were sort of in the bulk of the, the, the mismatch in the middle of the Central. And they've clearly risen to the top at this point. And the way he's playing, the way some of these other guys are playing, even in fact, the way they've gotten some production from Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn, that I don't see any reason why the Stars couldn't be in the thick of things in the Central when it comes down to determining a division winner at the end. I don't either. That's why I picked head coach Pete DeBoer to win the Jack Adams. I thought that this club had the talent. They needed some direction, and they've got the young pieces. You said it. Hints and Robertson, incredible, man. And they're really bringing Ben and Sagan right back into it. They've been a great compliment. Pavelski's been good. They've gotten great goaltending. So Dallas looks really strong. Yeah, I'm going to push back against your Nikita Kucherov, too. I just think there's too many games where he looks disinterested. The problem with betting against Kucherov is that even in games that he looks like he's got absolutely nothing going on, he finds a way at some point to you know, have one incredible shift and do something that no one else on the planet can do, it seems like. So uh, it will be interesting to watch this heart race unfold, if we could even call it a race at this point at the quarter mark of the season. Let's talk about Shane Wright. Interesting situation developing with the Seattle Kraken. We know that Wright has been on the outside looking in at Dave Haxtell's lineup card for the bulk of the season to start. He hit five consecutive games as a healthy scratch uh, over the weekend, which allowed the Kraken to send him to AHL Coachella Valley for a little, I don't know, sunshine in the, uh, in the Palm Desert there where he can get in a conditioning stint. Five games, uh, maximum of five games and or 14 days, whichever one comes first. And my question for you, Mike, is what are the Kraken doing? Are they getting it right by sending Shane Wright to the AHL? Well, all this is is a punt for me. You're trying to send him down to get a little confidence to bring him back. Obviously, he's going to stick around in the NHL. I think Wright should have been going to juniors to start the year. And I'll give you a little bit of a cautionary tale. Look at his own teammate, Jared McCann, with the Seattle Kraken. McCann came out as a 19-year-old to the Vancouver Canucks, and he wasn't ready. He gets traded to Florida for Eric Branson in a eye-popping deal. I was in Florida at the time when it took place, okay? And McCann had a rough go in Florida the first half of the year. Comes to the American Hockey League in Springfield. It wasn't great there. Florida had to make it work with him. It took the better part of like five years for McCann to really hit his stride in the NHL with the Penguins. And now he's at the point where later in his 20s, Potts 27 goals. I worry about this with Wright. Like, I worry if now the Kraken haven't delayed his development. So uh, by sending him to the American League, at least he's going to get a chance to play, Frank. At least he's going to hopefully be able to dominate. That's not a guarantee. To me, I just think from the start that this was mishandled. Uh, but now the Kraken have to make the most of it. And this is the right play. You just hope that when he comes back to Seattle, he actually gets a chance to crack the lineup. 
I think the unfortunate part for the player is that the AHL is exactly the right place that he should be. Probably did a little bit more in juniors than most. Obviously, with the the year that he had, it wasn't quite perfect, and I still think there's more for him to attain um, going back to Kingston, especially since he didn't absolutely light the OHL on fire. But the truth is, the NHL is not a developmental league, and the AHL is probably the perfect in-between spot for him from dominating in the OHL to then being a you know a guy that's on the sidelines more often than not in the NHL. And they just don't have that ability. It's like sort of the benefit now of drafting a European player. You see Slavkovsky and the options that the Montreal Canadiens have with their number one overall pick. It's almost like if you end up in a spot where all things are equal between two guys, you'd rather pick the European player because you know that you can control them a little bit better. I think that's probably not the way that it should be. I've been saying that for years and writing about uh, the idea that the OHL-CHL agreement um, probably needs to be reworked and changed in NHL teams' favors. There's lots of different ways to do it. One easy way is just to allow one exception per year where a team could send a player that's 19 uh, to the AHL for the entire season if they wanted to. They can do it. They just have to get in the way of a CHL agreement that's been longstanding with the NHL supporting major junior owners for a long, long time. Let's talk about the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning. They square off on Monday night. And with the lead that the Boston Bruins have gotten out to in the Atlantic, an eight-point cushion over themselves and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And you look at this Bruins team that has absolutely torn through the NHL to this point, 16-2 and run. You see all the categories that they rank first in, both goals for and goals against per game. They've been absolutely ridiculous to start this year. But is there a team that in the Atlantic that can catch Boston and if there is, is it Tampa? Uh, Tampa's got the best chance here for sure. You know, there's three clubs that I think would maybe you'd think about. Like, let's say Florida. Okay, they're not getting defense or goaltending. Their special teams are a mess. I don't see the Panthers challenging the Bruins. So you get stuck with either Tampa or the Toronto Maple Leafs. And when you look at the Maple Leafs, can they score? Yeah. Can they play defense? Are they going to get good goaltending? Those are big question marks for me. I don't think that's proven in any way. Tampa Bay, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. They're playing stronger. Now they've got Zach Bogosian coming back into the lineup to play defense for them, where that was once a concern earlier this year, especially when Ian Cole was out, Cal Foots day-to-day. I just find Tampa to be a well-oiled machine. They're getting the offense. They have Vasilevsky as the great equalizer. And you know, is it an insurmountable task to catch Boston? Boston started off hot. They're gonna get a they're gonna hit a lull at some point this year. And if Tampa continues to chug along like they have, they could be right there with them. But seeing how Boston performed with McAvoy out of the lineup earlier in the year, also missing Marchant, and now with them back in, Frank, I think it's gonna be a tough task to overcome them. I think Tampa would be the team to do it. I'm going to go with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You mentioned the idea, can they defend? Can they get the goaltending? The answer to this point in the season, when you look at the numbers, is yes. They've gotten uh, the, the goaltending, enough of it at least, to be have pretty good numbers in terms of goals against. And when you look at their defense, it's probably not just the six guys that are making up that defense score. It's also the way that that team plays defensively with the back pressure that they have. I think it's been really strong not just from their bottom six, but also from some of their elite stars up front as well. And I wonder if in some way when, you know, Maple Leaf fans sort of pushed against my idea last week of six potential replacements for Jake Muzzin, that maybe they're over-reliant on their forwards playing defense because the forwards know that their defense might not be strong enough, if that makes any sense where I'm heading. So I think it's an intriguing debate. Um, 
I think Tampa, uh, Toronto is only really beginning to, to find itself and its stride. I'm still waiting on Austin Matthews to find himself as well. If he does not score on Monday night, that'll be the 20-game mark of the season with eight goals, which would put him on pace for 34. So 34 for 34 after a 61-goal season last year. I can't believe it hasn't been talked about to this point in the season much more than it has. Let's get to our All-32 this week, and we're going to talk New Jersey Devils. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pleased to welcome back to Daily Faceoff Live. We have a blank screen there, and our friend Bryce Salvador disappeared. Oh boy! Can you okay. guys hear me? We can hear hey, you, but we have a blank audio. screen. Yeah, I think it must be on your guys' end because uh, it's all green on my side. Huh. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk to Bryce Salvador. Great to have you back, Bryce, for this All Thirty Two delivered by DoorDash. Bryce is, of course the former Devils captain and current MSG network analyst for all the Devils games. And Bryce, when you look at this start for the Devils, you know, 13-game winning streak, it's been absolutely incredible. Did you see any of this coming when you were going through training camp, watching this team closely in the preseason? Was there any indication that New Jersey would be at a spot where they might be able to pull something like this off? Well, no, you can never say a team's going to win 12 straight and, and predict that. But what I can say is you started to see some of the pieces come into place a couple of years ago when General Manager Tom Fitzgerald started to add some of the ingredients of a, a defensive core by trading for Siegenthaler and Graves, which they're tall, they're long, and that back end really started to to, to formulate into arguably the best defensive core in the National Hockey League this year but with another trade adding John Marino and signing Brendan Smith. So from the back end, you started to see some of that come together. And, you know, Mike, you would even, you know, agree that the goaltending was just not where it needed to be last year. The Devils saw seven goalies uh, have some ice time last year. So uh, you, you're getting above average goaltending this year. You The back end is much better. 
And quite frankly, Frank, like I look at it also from the off-ice perspective of just uh, fresh voices behind the bench as well. And, you know, they added assistant uh, associate coach, excuse me, Andrew Burnett, as well as Ryan McGill on the back end there for defensive coach. Uh, obviously, Andrew Burnett brought in some of that offensive explosion from Florida uh, for the Devils this season. And Ryan McGill, coming from the Vegas Golden Knights, really brought in some defensive structure. Some of those teams, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, did very well defensively under his tenure. So I think the fresh voices, you're getting goaltending. And then I know, Mike, uh, you had some you know choice words to say about Miles Wood uh, being vocal at the game two mark of the season. But I also look at that as a catalyst of this young team showing maturity inside that locker room. I just don't believe that you can have a 12-game winning streak if you don't have a healthy locker room. And so Miles Wood really matured uh, this season as well. Um, and, and just really becoming that homegrown internal heart and soul uh, person, you, you can't trade for that. And so you're seeing that growth as well, Frank. And, and so the off-ice, goaltending, fresh voices behind the bench, set up the environment to be more conducive to winning. 12 games is great. Everyone's riding that, but um, nobody saw this coming. Yeah, and, you know, my words on Woods was that you'd just seen a club that had gone through a really tough year and it seemed like it was panic button. And <laughs> you know what, though? He's backed it up, and obviously he's taken on that role because he, to me, is the hardest player to play against in that club a lot of times, at least from a physical aspect. You touched on John Marino, Sal, and – for yourself as a former NHL defenseman, I, I would wonder what your take is on him because I see somebody who the eight points that he has doesn't jump off the paper. But when you really watch Marino play and see how important he is to the Devils in terms of penalty kill and other situations, um, I, I'm curious what you see that maybe made him expendable from Pittsburgh because to me this deal has been all New Jersey and gone really well in their direction. I, I don't see anything that made him expendable, to be honest. I, I just don't uh, understand that trade. And 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 so you really look at it from the, the perspective and uh, they were making some some room for you know, the salary cap. Uh, I think they saw, you know, Ty Smith, young, controllable athlete that could be a roster move, which, he's, he's, which was proven to be true down in the minors right now. Um, and so I just look at it from that perspective. Uh, it's an unbelievable trade. Uh, for Tom Fitzgerald, general manager of the New Jersey Devils, to just pull that off, and he's been unbelievable. It's it's one of those things where you didn't know how good he could be. He's come in, he's just accepted the role of being a shutdown defenseman. They've, he's added some offense as well. Um, but I remember watching the playoffs last year, uh, Mike, and talking to Mike Sullivan, head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and, and specifically asking him, about John Marino because in that Rangers series, he was getting abused and like on the forecheck, the Rangers were coming after him left, you know, every time like hits here, hits there. And he just was resilient and he just kept on making the great plays, getting the first touches, going back for pucks, breaking the puck out. And, and Mike Sullivan said specifically to me, he said like Sally, people don't realize how tough and strong he is. And so it, that just further backs up the surprise that I had uh, when they were able to pull off that trade. We're in conversation with former Devils captain and MSG network analyst, um, Bryce Salvador. And Bryce, when you you talked about a lot of the additions that the Devils made this offseason, one of them that we really haven't gotten to see that much is Andre Palat. But we had Tom Fitzgerald on our podcast a few weeks back, and he talked about a culture change 
that's happened with this team. How much does adding someone with some Stanley Cup caliber experience like a Palat help? And when they get him back, how much of a boost is that going to be for a team that's already cooking? It was instrumental, in my opinion, to bring in some of that winning culture, which was just lacking inside of that locker room. And um, bringing him in immediately, I think, allowed Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt to have somebody to look up to that has one that can can walk the talk, um, who's been playing with future Hall of Famers, Damco's, Edmund. And so when he expresses an opinion inside that locker room, people are going to listen. Um, also, Eric Halla is another guy that they brought in. And from all accounts, he's very vocal as well and, and has been a great veteran leader. Uh, very, you know, adamant on the guys playing the right way on the defensive side of the puck. And also a guy that doesn't get talked about very much either is Brendan Smith. And I ran into him right in training camp and he talked my ear off of just about culture, about being a leader and, and how great it is to be on this team and, and, and him wanting to mentor anybody that, you know, willing to really understand how, what it is to be a professional on this team. And so adding those three guys is really proved to be you know valuable for this young group and you have a team that being the new jersey devils that's the youngest team on average uh, every night coming in and they're playing like they're a veteran team you're on a 12 game winning streak and they're just acting like it's a daily occurrence they're just coming to the rink and it's just another game it's not a, a winning streak it's this is what we do we want to win and we're going to respect the game respect the opponents and so when you see the youngest team in the National Hockey League acting that way, that just proves to show how valuable Andre Pilat, Eric Halla, and Brennan Smith have been. And and another guy that goes unnoticed is uh, Sergey Breland, and he's a coach that they added. He's the eyes in the sky, and this guy's a three-time Stanley Cup champion for the New Jersey Devils. He was down in the minor leagues as an associate coach, associate coach and assistant coach, excuse me, for nine seasons. They brought him up. And when he speaks, everybody listens. And he's had some uh, conversations to the team I've heard as well, where he's telling all those guys like what it takes to win and how you need to be all connected. And if you're a third or fourth line role uh, type of player or a third parent defenseman, you're equally as valuable as the stars on this team. And so some of that messaging as well uh, from non-players, but with that winning history and culture, Frank, is just the, just part of the whole catalyst here for why this team is going to win more games than it's going to lose. Now, the Devils fans would love for it to, to continue. They just continue to win all the way out, but we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, the attitude and approach, Bryce, has been incredibly impressive to watch. Uh, Bryce, it was so great to connect with you again. We couldn't see you, but it was great to hear you for some incredible insight on the New Jersey Devils. This All32 segment has been delivered by DoorDash. You see the promo code there at the bottom of your screen. Game Day 25 gets you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with DoorDash. All your favorites and more delivered right to your door by DoorDash. Thanks a lot, Bryce. All right, Mike, it's time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. Hashtag AskDFO. And this one was submitted by our boy Dale. And he says, should the NHL change the puck over glass penalty to be the same as icing? No line change allowed, no commercial break, no penalty. 
My, my answer is no. No, they shouldn't. There should be no get-out-of-jail-free card for throwing the puck over the glass. You see it, and it happened time and time again before that penalty was put in place. Anytime you're in trouble on your own end, just lift it right out of play. Way too easy. Guys can do that so quickly in today's NHL. It involves skill to get yourself out of trouble, and it should. And more to the point, I also have talked about this previously, Mike. I think there should be a rule change. You should not be allowed to ice the puck while you're on the penalty kill. You should have to do something with it. I just think if the puck goes over the glass, I would have loved to give the the referee's license to make a judgment call. The problem is you can't make a judgment call, Frank. So I think the rule should stay the way it is. I had a guy I played with in college, Jim Hakewell. He'd flip the puck out every time we were in trouble, every single time out of the ballpark. This prevents it. I like the rule as is. Yeah, in a nod to my uh, former TSN teammate, Ryan Rashog, who played for the Kamloops Blazers, I believe they have a drill in practice that they call the Rashog, which involves uh, chucking it out of play as well. Uh, pretty funny stuff. Uh, let's move to our daily face-off points bet daily bet segment with our resident Edmontonian Tyler Uremchuk and his uh, duster. is whew, It is something as we've reached the latter stages of November. You want me to like move my mic in front of it or something so it like blocks it out so yeah, no one has you, to look at it. You should hide. <laughs> uh, well, regardless, I got the duster. I did go four and one on Saturday though, so maybe it's like you know a good luck duster or something like that. Anyways, jump into my plays for tonight's NHL slate, which is a really busy one. Uh, there's one game I really like though, and it's the last game of the night. It's between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks, and I don't really understand this line here. I think Vegas has a really good shot to get back into the win column. They played well in their OT loss against the Oilers. They're seven two and one in their last ten games. They're eight one and one on the road this season they've been great the canucks on the other hand they've been wildly inconsistent as we've talked about a lot on this show i think 140 is a mistake and i'm actually going to go a step further i'm going to take them in regulation at plus 105 there is a shot prop in this game i like as well it's brock besser to go over two and a half shots on goal he's nailed this in four of his last five games and he's actually gone over four shots in three of those games as well. So he's ripping the pill a ton. So I like that one. And a second player shot prop I like this evening is actually Owen Tippett out in Philly. The line is set at two and a half. It's paying minus 150. He's been crushing this so far this season. Scored a beauty goal over the weekend. He's hit this mark in four or five. He's been in the lineup for 13 games this season. Hit this mark in 10 of them. So minus 150, a great price for Owen Tippett to go over two and a half. So two shot props and the Golden Knights to beat the Canucks in regulation. Frank, those are my three plays. Love the plays. I know shot props are all the rage. I just feel like if you're betting on shot props, you're like in way too deep for me. So I just can't, I still can't wrap my brain around it, but I understand where you're at. Yeah, uh, for me, sometimes there'll be a player that I like. Like today, I was really looking at Alexander Barabanov in San Jose, and then I was like, man, Am I really at the point where I'm putting my hard-earned money on Alexander Barabanov? And then I, I went away from it. I went with a few more better-known names. But you went with Owen Tippett, who is better known, but perhaps still not even quite a full-time NHL player yet. So but I don't know, man. It. This is You're in deep, uh, but I commend yeah, you for well. it. We Thank you for this. Uh, that is Tyler Ramchuk with our daily face-off points bet, daily bet segment. That brings us to Mike McKenna with Garbage Time. What's caught your eye? What's caught your attention from around the NHL? Well, something positive. Josh Levo for the St. Louis Blues has done a great job so far. He had 200 games in the NHL before last season. He went to the American League with the Chicago Wolves for the full year. 
He was a playoff MVP of that league. Uh, he had 29 points, 15 goals in 19 games, leading his team to that championship. And then this year, he's getting a second lease with the St. Louis Blues. He's playing with Ryan O'Reilly on the right side. They've had great chemistry. He's got four assists in nine games this year. And I just think that this is a redemption story. You know, hopefully he gets to stick. He's playing with with O'Reilly and Brandon Saad for the Blues. And he's done a great job for that club so far. It's just another reminder to keep grinding when you're out there. You never know what can happen, especially if you end up on a team that's needs some help at forward like the Blues did earlier this year. Yeah, Josh Levo, he made his NHL debut 10 seasons ago, still at it. And uh, certainly the Blues looking for some chemistry on that O'Reilly line. They really miss David Perron, but the Blues have gotten it cooking again. Thanks to Mike McKenna. That'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. Just a couple days to go until U.S. Thanksgiving. We'll be back with you on Tuesday, 12 noon Eastern. You know where to find us. Thanks to Bryce Salvador, Tyler Remchuk, and our head of production, Alex Allard. We'll talk to you on Tuesday, 12 noon Eastern. Until then, have a great day, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.